This is the Missio Savannah podcast, where we share about what God is doing in Savannah through mission and the testimony of Savannians. XL Strategies is a mentoring network that was founded in Savannah, Georgia in 2012. Its purpose is to care for young people between 15 to 25 years of age and to fuel those young people with purpose and a passion to reach the fullness of their potential through a network of wise, seasoned, and trained mentors. Savannah's Jay Thompson is the founder of XL. Jay accepted my invitation to sit down and discuss XL during that time. He talked about his calling into ministry, the vision that launched XL, and how God is blessing that vision as opportunities for engagement and involvement continue to expand. I really enjoyed getting an opportunity to spend some time with Jay. I know you will as well. This is Brian Dennison, and you're listening to the Missio Savannah Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Jay. Uh, before we get into the details of Excel, I want to give you an opportunity to just begin by talking about your call to ministry. Uh, where did it all start for you? Sure, I do believe in the call for sure, and I guess you could say the original call came when I, I left Savannah, went up to Reinhardt University to play basketball, and I was in my second year playing basketball, and I realized kind of awakening experience where the Spirit of God, I believe, just was drawing my heart to say, all right, it's time to uh, put the basketball down, put the games aside, it's time to begin preparing for ministry. And uh, I had a good friend at Reinhardt. He was receiving scholarships to Liberty University. I was thinking, man, what are you doing receiving scholarships to Liberty? And uh, it was almost like uh, I had a good friend from Savannah, Stephen Mock. He played football at Jenkins, went on up to Liberty to play football. And uh, Stephen was a, a role model for me. And I was like, man, if Stephen's going up to Liberty and preparing, you know, in his life, he loves Jesus and, he, you know, he's a strong faith. And I was thinking about this guy receiving the scholarship. I'm like, man, if you can receive a scholarship, I know I can, you know, get up there. But it was almost like God opening the door to say, hey, Liberty is a great option to begin preparing for ministry. And I had two great mentors of mine, uh, Jeff Rogers and Butch Butcher. They were my youth pastors at Southside Baptist here in Savannah on Skidway Road. And these guys modeled their faith and family uh, for me. And I was, you know, just thinking about... Uh, how God, you know, in his sovereignty was like, all right, look, begin preparing for ministry. You've had these strong leaders in ministry have gone before you and modeled the way. And really, I wanted to pursue that area of ministry to make a difference in the next generation behind me. So at Reinhardt, you were what? You're a shooting guard, a small forward? Well, I, I was you? a small forward. You're a small forward. Yeah, I was what? a small, skinny forward. <laughs> were you a defensive specialist, or are you more of a uh, you know, I had a shooter little bit of defense, what? yeah, but I was, uh, I was just making my 15-foot jumper, and uh-huh. I could, you know, I could, apparently I could jump. So uh, that was a... Uh, that was a fun opportunity for me to... So did God make the way for you to get to Liberty? Is that is that what we're... That's right. Yeah, God made the way uh, through my, my dad and through some family members and just uh, hard work. Well, I went on up to Liberty. I'd never visited the campus before. I packed my truck up and uh, headed up to Lynchburg, Lynchburg Virginia. Yes. Yeah, so... To be a flame. Or did you, were you just go in there? You didn't, did, did you make the basketball team there too? No, did I did on? not. No, they no. did not want me playing basketball for them. And uh, it actually was great because it was really, you know, when I said I, I put games aside to focus on ministry, 
and to prepare for ministry. It's, it really was that. And uh, in fact, I'll never forget. I'm, I'm on campus. I'm committing my way to the Lord. And uh, I'm saying, you know, everything, all the games with, you know, basketball with females. I mean, everything. I'm putting it behind. And it was funny because I turn around and I see uh, this beautiful girl's face, my wife, Laura, her face. And, uh, and so I began a two-year journey pursuing her for marriage. But that was not a game. <laughs> that, was, that was serious. And that was not the game. Yeah, that was... <laughs> It was just kind of in God's sovereignty or, ordaining these steps for me. So you get your wife, you get your call to ministry. So what do you do coming out of Liberty? Right. So I come out of Liberty. I did some internships with my home church here in towns at Southside Baptist. I did an internship um, with a mentor of mine, Steve Wright, down in Birmingham, Alabama. And Steve says, look, when you graduate Liberty, I want you to come serve with me in ministry. I, Left Liberty to go serve with Steve in Birmingham. And then like six months later, we transitioned up to Raleigh, to Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh. And I studied and, and pretty much grew in ministry under Steve Wright. He was a family ministry guru. And I uh, went to seminary. I went to seminary at Southeastern Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And uh, really just learned about the value of family ministry under Steve Wright. Uh, transition from uh, after seven years transition from Raleigh down to Loganville Georgia with Butch Butcher another mentor in ministry who, who planted a church in Loganville at Summit Baptist served with him for three years and then transitioned from there back to my home church Southside Baptist and uh, here in town uh, with Alan Balson and Alan right. had a tremendous impact in my life with the gospel Surrender to Christ. And that's where you picked up your New Zealand accent? I picked up my New Zealand accent. <laughs> Somebody did ask me the other day. They're like, what is that? Is that an Australian accent? I said, no. I said, it's a blend of uh, South Georgia, Virginia, and, you know, North Georgia. A little Kiwi. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So, uh, anyway, that's how I, I returned back here to my hometown. And then it was at Southside that really I was inspired with this idea of Excel. So, uh, you know, I was involved in student ministry for 20 years, working with middle school, high school, and college students, and just had a heart for the next generation. I guess that you're coming up in that time where it felt like youth ministry was sort of almost entertainment ministry. Like, we've got to desperately make uh, church as entertaining and fun as possible kids just to keep these kids around. Um, did you find yourself in that sort of situation was it more evangelical was it fun or because right now you you're more into sort of vocational personal development right where did this where did the shift come in terms of your vision yeah i do i believe it was it was at Southside when i was working with college students because uh i i kind of understood being back home in my hometown that i had a, a natural network already developed and so these college students they began uh coming to me and and they needed jobs they needed contacts and I just kind of had this natural knack for linking up, linking students up to my contacts. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that, uh, you know, was kind of the beginning of Excel, if you will, because I just had some college students under my care. I was linking them up to job opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, you know, while they were in school, you know, when they were after graduation. And, uh, you know, honestly, there was a, uh, an event that we were doing uh, through our college ministry called uh, the Joy Prom. We did a we do a prom for special needs in the community. Right, the Tim prom. Tebow is made famous. The Joy that, that's, prom. that's right. right. That's right. So I've got an uncle in Lexington, Kentucky, that started the first Jesus Prom, and I took his Jesus Prom and I adapted my Joy Prom. And so I took the Joy Prom to Raleigh, to Loganville, and then back to Savannah. And then Tebow 
he got his idea from my uncle up in Lexington from the Joy Prom, and he started his Night to Shine proms. And so uh, that's kind of how all that, you know, unveiled. But so really in doing the, the Joy Prom here in town, through Southside, we were transitioning the location, and it was just a great opportunity for me to, uh, where I had already begun writing out Excel, Excel's a mentoring network, so I already understood the, the value of the network in the life of these uh, young, young people that I was working with. And so I just said, okay, Excel's a mentoring network. And uh, later, uh, a friend of mine at Community Bible Church gave me the idea of fueling young people with purpose. And uh, just a great tagline that uh, that's really been, it's really well, kind Purpose of, can be code for lots of things. So when, when we talk about what is what is that purpose, it says on the website purpose, but what is, yeah. what is entailed in purpose in your vision for Excel? Right, yeah, so purpose for Excel is we are fueling young people with purpose. Um, where we started out with young men first, and it was very similar to my story where, um, you know, I had uh, my mom and my older sister and myself, and then my, my father came in and adopted us and married my mom and adopted my sister and myself. And so it really gave me purpose. It, it kind of fueled my own life with purpose and that. A I mentor was, experience with, your, with your, 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 new, your new stepdad that came in. Yeah, my father who adopted yeah, me. Yeah, you your know? father adopted so, you. Um, so this was kind of that point in life where I could, I could go back to my, my, my ministry outlook and say look we want to fuel young people with purpose and what is purpose well we know um, you know uh, to me you know uh, for my own life it's this faith found in Christ and uh, that's really what drives me each and every day when I get up it's what drives me to care for family to value family uh, to love and to cherish my wife right to provide and protect and pursue my bride and then to care for my children Right? And so to take all of those principles wrapped up in that as we're moving, uh, you know, moving in this faith walk, that, hey, I need to take those principles and I need to be equipping the next generation to live life with purpose. Right? Because I know that uh, the value of family is really what changes communities. Okay? And so if, if family is driven uh, with principles to live by, then it's going to have uh, a community impact. Right. So I see these core things. You just see these things shining through this this uh, sort of dignity of work, that there's value in work, right. there's value providing for others and being responsible for people that God has entrusted into your life and taking care of them. Right. So obviously you know, Jesus at the core of things, but also just that sense that, hey, you know, you put on this earth and you're given responsibilities mm -hmm. you know things to steward people to take care of that's right and step up to that and and honor that and mm -hmm. I, I get a sense that's one of the key themes you're trying to bring out that's right yeah there, there's principles that never change and that uh that are foundational for life and that's what we're teaching you know so uh, and that's what we're modeling for and that's that's my mentors modeled that for me and, and i'm grateful uh for those mentors throughout my faith walk so you get this vision, you, you write it all up, and then you, you just go for I me. Mean, what, what is that like jumping into that? When yeah, you, you've yeah. Got to, you I know, wish it was that easy I just mean, saying, you know, hey, I'm writing it all you up. You may not have been making like, you know, a great deal of money, but you had a job, you, you had a salary. And how, did, how did your friends, how did the team, leadership team at Southside help you transition from, 
from that to, to this vision and still kind of make it? Or you, did you have yeah. to take a leap, leap of faith or a 50% leap of, leap of faith? What was that yeah, like? Well, I wish I could say it was, it was that easy. You know, honestly, I went through some hard times at Southside, just almost questioning my, you know, my, the calling almost, you know. And, uh, but I, I believe that the Lord takes us through these tough times to sharpen us and to prepare us for the journey. And so, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, um, it was at Southside I began to write. I would get up. I always tell people that I would uh, show up to Starbucks on Montgomery Crossroads in Abercorn right when the doors opened, and I would, I would stay up in the morning just writing. Then I'd go to work. Then I would come back and shut Starbucks down, and I was just writing. And uh, it was there at the Starbucks I met a good friend of mine, Bill Fowler. Bill Fowler's the teaching pastor at Community Bible Church. And, and Billy and I just began a great friendship. And one day he goes, man, how's things going? And I said, well, they're not going too well. I, I don't know if I'm going to be at Southside much longer. And um, he goes, man, he goes, you know, we need a family pastor pretty bad at the church. He goes, you studied under Steve Wright, under the family, family ministry. And uh, he goes, why don't you bring that idea to, to CBC. And so I go, well, you know, you know, I started, I started Excel, started training students. He goes, man, that'd be great. Why don't you just, you know, serve full-time at the church, building up our family ministry and continuing Excel. I was training young men on Sunday evenings, uh, you know, just here in town. He goes, well, you just keep doing it. And so four years later, Excel just continued to grow and then I went and had lunch with Bill, and I said, look, I need another hour of my week to do Excel. And he goes, how about we help you get there full time? And it was really the most beautiful transition from a church position into the community, uh, you know, that I've ever experienced from a church before, you know, mm-hmm. to where the church was behind Was us. there a prayer behind that? I mean, that just stuff just uh, happened, or what was... What it had, there had to been a lot of prayer. There had, <laughs> you know, there had to been a lot of... Uh, just uh, love and care and prayer behind it because it was just uh, such a generous, you know, gift to be able to help a young person on staff that's already fulfilling a need on staff to say, look, we want you in the community doing what you're doing and doing what you're good at. Now so, we say that in the community, that's, that's, that's interesting. You see on the, in the internet and you look up on the website, you see these sort of trailers we know about you know there's food trucks out there. You've got these mobile mobile work yeah, units that are going out. Mobile training units, that's right. So you're a lean, mean, you know, all over the place machine, I guess. How do how do you deliver your 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 mentor and impact, you know, on the scene, all over the place? What's your what's, what's your infrastructure like? Yeah. So pre-COVID, it was really, uh, you know, I was meeting with a, a group of students in a location on a Sunday afternoon, and I had an off. I, I still have an office on Atlantic and 63rd, and students would come to me. A lot of families that were interested in our program that needed students trained, you know, in our program and to launch into the workforce. And then I hired Nick to do Bryan County. Nick Schultz, he's our Bryan County director, and he says, "Jay, man, we can." Gained a lot of momentum just training students in, in schools. So it really brought that idea to, to the team to where we could meet with 30 young people in one hour at a school. And so really things like Bethesda started opening up for us, Bryan County High School, Richmond Hill High School, the alternative schools, they, they love us because now we can move into an alternative school where students are getting kicked out or whatever, they're moving them out to transition out to just get a GED and to move out into the workforce. So that's kind of our sweet spot. 
And then right on the front end of COVID, I read a book by Booker T. Washington, Up From Slavery. And uh, it was his autobiography. And just started recognizing how Booker T. was overseeing Tuskegee Institute and he was identifying the needs in the community, so he would establish a program to meet those needs. And it really, uh, the Lord just gave me the idea, hey, you need to take the trades mobile. Like, you need to take a trailer with these mobile training units, and you need to outfit them with tools and workbenches and things of that nature, and start teaching construction, teach mechanical, electrical, plumbing trades. I teach see there's a welding, a welding event in November coming yeah, up. Yeah, we've got our we've got our North Georgia welding competition coming up in. So in you've got November. some welders that you've selected. You have to make the team. Like, how do you get no, to be no, a representative? Well, we, we love to just uh, showcase the talent uh -huh. from from tech schools all over the region. So we were doing it here in South Georgia for a good while. We actually have a surprise for the community coming up pretty soon. That we'll, we'll tell about Are you bringing Mr. T down to, to weld for people? Well, we'll actually bring our Palm Beach director up because <laughs> okay. he was a Mr. Puerto Rico back in 87, so we like to show, show him <laughs> off. But um, no, we just recognize that within the trades, there's tremendous demand. Uh -huh. And uh, we, we work with a lot of young people in the community where we, if we could just put tools in their hands and they could learn a trade, there's tremendous opportunity out there, right? There's jobs, and uh, we can help transition them into the workforce. And we know that there's tremendous support through those areas to where, you know, these companies, they want to hire our young people to work for them, you know. So that's kind of the, the niche that we found. I mean, we, we're hoping to, to launch a couple of new trailers. We've probably, got, we're, we've probably got three new trailers we're going to launch for 2022. And they will go hand-in-hand -hand with our construction mobile training units, our, what we call construction MEP mobile training unit. And that's construction, mechanical, electrical, plumbing. We're scaling everything to that. We're hoping to launch a virtual design construction unit uh, to where now we'll have a design build program, which will qualify for STEM. And now if you'll think about our partnership with organizations like Park Place Outreach where they have, uh, they're housing uh, homeless young men, where now these young men will have opportunity for STEM training, mm -hmm. which is game yeah. changer. So we have an urban, mentoring strategy along with a rural mentoring strategy with these mobile training units. And the rural is a rare thing. I mean, most, when you look at a lot of the mentor programs, it's all directed sort of to, to urban areas, inner city, but, right. but it, it's unique to, to be out there reaching, reaching rural areas like That's that. That's right. Well, there's a tremendous need out in the rural communities, yeah. right? So, and I've got a good friend of, actually of ours that, uh, that, that he's been mentioned in Jenkins County. He's like, Jake, we got to get, get you to Jenkins County. Get you to Millen. Yeah, get you to Millen. You know, we, we got to start training young people out there in the rural communities. And I, we agree. In fact, we feel like with our kind of uh, slow and steady mentoring strategy that with these mobile training units, they allow us to move west from Savannah and keep tackling one county at a time as we move west. Well, with all this in mind, so you've got a you've got a big your big event your annual event coming up the summit in October. Tell people about that and how they could get yeah, sure. involved and, and 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 check it out. Yeah, our website is xltoday.com and that's x c e l t o d a y dot com. And uh, you can go on our website and find out more information about events coming up. But we do have our Excel Summit, which is where we launch you know, kind of we're launching new platforms that we're able to mentor through, and then we're able to tell stories of life transformation over the last year. <clears throat> so we'll be uh, announcing our students of the year in each of our counties, and we'll be able to celebrate, uh, you know, uh, what's taking place in our, our each territory. 
and then we're going to launch our new ideas, new platforms for, for mentoring. Is this already sold out? Is that why you're not pushing it too hard? Is it already no, sold no, out? No, 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 it's, no, it's not already <laughs> sold out. So we definitely want uh, uh, friends in our community to sign up, to come out, to see what's going on. And it's going to be a Victory so, North, right? And that's right, yeah, Victory North, um, October 10th, Yeah. Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. So outside of just coming to an event and hearing amazing stories and getting inspired, what are other ways people can get plugged into Excel if yeah. they're interested? <clears throat> sure. Um, you know, we've got a lot of mentoring opportunities. So we know there's a lot of uh, uh, older individuals, what we call more mature individuals in the church that have skills. They've been maybe in the trades themselves. They've got a, a workshop in the backyard, but they love to work with tools. They love to work with their hands and they love to mentor and kind of share these skills with the next generation. So that's what we're all about. So if they'd love to volunteer, they can go on our website at exceltoday.com and find out more information. Find our email, j at exceltoday.com, and email me their interest to engage in, uh, with us to mentor. Now, are you gonna take these mobile units to, to like hurricane recovery sites and things like that? Have you ever? I mean, it's a great idea. We're actually working on a couple of grants where we can partner up with other organizations in the community to start building homes for, for needy individuals. And so we've got power on the, the mobile training units, we've got air, and we've got all the tools that we need to build houses or to repurpose uh, structures, you know, for, for good, good use, you know. So I think we're, we're more, than, uh, more than happy to look into new, <laughs> new opportunities, you know. And I think because of our locations out in Palm Beach, in Atlanta, and in Savannah, you know, we, we could move very quickly to regions that need us. Yeah. Well, let's see. You know, just, you know, that, not, I'm not here to direct the program. <laughs> I just, just wondering. I know from our own church, we had situations with uh, in the Florida Panhandle where there were things set up and they were desperate to have people come and they were going to plug them right into construction, different kinds of activities. Right. And it just seems like, wow, if you've got these young people, and you know, you're pouring into them, but man, if you could give them a chance to go and, and give something to people in need instead right. of them just being helped, it would be it would be really awesome if something like that could happen. But anyway, that's I, just- I love your ideas, bro, <laughs> that's great stuff, man. So Jay, I just, I really appreciate you you coming in, talking with us, it's amazing. And you fought through that cough right there. Right, yeah. And I, you know, I might be too lazy to edit it out, but I saw <laughs> your, your eyes started watering, and you just sucked it up and fought through, that was awesome. Yeah, that's all good. Um, what can we be praying for for XL in the coming uh, months and year? Yeah, we've got a great team. We, I feel like we hired the right individuals to lead XL, but always be praying for directors, our future directors. Uh, we're hoping to hire two new directors for 2022. And so be praying for our directors as we're in the schools, we're in the churches, in the community. Uh, and then for our mentors, faithfully serving and impart their wisdom and knowledge. So just kind of lift the team up, you know, and uh, we're just grateful for the opportunity to tell the story and the encouragement found through Christ Church Anglican. So thank well, you so much. Well, you guys are an, an inspiration. You are as well. And, and thank you for the involvement you've had coming and speaking with. I know our men and, and it's an inspiring story. And it's just great to, it's great to see how God is using people and he's got his own script. And I don't think mm -hmm. you probably had this in mind when you were uh, you know, playing your man-to-man -man defense in my right. heart, but here you are. And uh, it's, it's really awesome to see how God creates new paths for people and mm -hmm. blesses, 
bless his faithfulness. So it's awesome to see. So thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, thank you for your time. All right, God, God bless. Yes, sir.